And by the way, thank you so much for being here. It, it is uh, so encouraging um, for you to, to, to be here. And I believe Father wants to say some nice things, uh, important things to us today. But if you have your Bibles, let's begin in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Let's open there first. And then from 1 John 5, we'll go back to one of our um, uh, key texts for our current uh, study in Colossians 1. But let's begin in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, and um, we'll begin at verse number 14. Amen. I'll give you a minute to, to turn there. If you don't have these verses marked in your Bible, you may want to, to mark them. These are some uh, very important verses uh, that pertain to prayer and faith. Um, but also it combines with those uh, two important subjects, uh, our, our Father's will and what God's will is for um, your life. Amen. All right, look at me for a moment before we read the text. Amen. Um, the simple word from the Lord to us last Sunday, um, and it of course is just as true today as it was last Sunday, and it was true even before that. Amen. It'll be eternally true. And that is that your heavenly Father wants you blessed. Amen. He wants you blessed. He created you uh, to bless you. He created Adam and then he blessed Adam. And we even see, and we'll be talking about this in a little more detail uh, today, we even see that, that when Adam sinned and disqualified himself um, for the blessing and then in turn qualified himself for the curse, that Father already had a plan in place um, to restore you and me and to qualify us once again to be blessed by Him. This is, this is how much He wants you to be blessed. We said if that's a hard thing for you to lay hold of, um, you need to only think of, of a mother or a father who desires for their children to be blessed. And this is how Jesus explained these things to us when He was present with us on the earth, that if we being evil know how to give good things to our children, how much more will our Father in heaven give us things like His kingdom, give us things like His Holy Spirit, amen, plus, of course, the things that we need and desire in life. So in the same way that, that you as a, as a mom or a dad want your children protected, want your children provided for, want your children to prosper, uh, and, and want your children to be promoted, our Heavenly Father wants every person in this room, come on now, He wants every person in this room to be protected. He wants every person in this room to be provided for. He wants every person, not just in this room, under the sound of my voice. He wants you to prosper and He wants you to be promoted. Amen. Amen. And if we're going to be mature about it, we need to, we need to ask the question, not why is God not doing these things for us? We need to ask why is He not able to do these things for us? Amen. Amen, because this is what He desires. This is what he, he wants, amen, for you. We're talking about His will, amen. All right, so let's jump in here. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Amen. Now, we see that there's different kinds or categories of wisdom. Let's just use wisdom as an example. The Bible's very clear about it. There's the wisdom of this world, and then there's the wisdom of God. 
and the wisdom of God is much higher than the wisdom of this world. And so a lot of times when we talk about something being logical or rational, we tend to think in terms of it only being logical or rational in a worldly sense, okay? In other words, I don't think we, we often apply this kind of, you know, reasoning or, or, or rationale or what have you to the things of God. But, but, you know, just as there is logic and reasoning in the things of this world, there is logic and reasoning in the things of God. And this passage represents um, logic and reasoning, so to speak, um, but on a spiritual level. And notice how it flows. He's saying that this is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So when we talk about praying and asking and receiving from God, we see that it's very important that we ask in agreement with His will. In other words, that what we're um, wanting Him to help us with, wanting Him to do for us, wanting Him to give to us, that that there's great confidence in our praying when we know that we're asking Him for something that He already desires for us to have. Okay? Um, I don't know if you think back like maybe when you were young and, and you wanted something that your parents didn't want you to have and you're trying to talk them into it. You know? You're trying to convince them that it's a good idea. You're trying to persuade them um, you know, to do whatever it is that, that you want them to do. It's sad to me because I think that's how a lot of people go to God in prayer. They go to God in prayer with this attitude that they're trying to talk Him into doing something for them that He really doesn't want to do, right? And so we got to try to, you know, butter Him up. we got to, because, you know, that's what the praise is for, right? We're buttering Him up. No, no, see, again, is, Father is not insecure. He knows how great He is. In other words, he doesn't need you to tell him how great he is for him to know how great he is, right? Us telling him how great he is reminds us of how great he is. All right, singing of his love, he knows he's love. We're the ones that need to grow in our understanding of his love. And so as we magnify these different characteristics and attributes uh, of him magnifying the Lord, all of a sudden he starts getting bigger in your life and the problem uh, gets smaller. Amen. And, and so... We're not trying to talk God into... First of all, you can't. Let's just go ahead and make that clear, okay? If it's something that's going to be harmful or, or, or what have you, amen. Um, praise God, I, I don't want to go down that road, but let's, let's just say, amen. It's, there's no need to try. You don't want it. If God doesn't want it for you, you don't want it anyway. Amen, okay? Um, but this idea, I think, if, if we could get past this, this, this one roadblock... In, in our mindsets and attitudes towards God, it, it would produce tremendous progress and results in our lives. And, and that is that Father wants you blessed more than you want to be blessed. You don't have to try to talk Him into blessing you. My friend, He has at great expense and cost to Himself put a plan in place for every person who comes to Him in faith to be blessed. Amen. Amen. But notice now, this is where the devil makes his living in, in uncertainty. 
In other words, when we don't know that God wants us protected, when we don't understand that He is our provider, when we don't understand that He wants us to prosper. Notice there's a lot of folks that, okay, provision, protection, yeah, prosperity, promotion, really, Pastor Mark? Yes, really. It's Father God's will for you to prosper. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Prosperity doesn't exclude money and finances, but it includes a lot more than just money and finances. He said, how many times did I want to gather you to myself like a mother hen gathers her chicks? Read the Psalms about all those things that the Holy Spirit said through David about about God's desire to protect His own and, and, to, and, to, and to protect us from threats and, 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 and schemes and arrows that fly by day and, and pestilence and sickness and dis- all these things, right? Father wants you protected. He wants you blessed. He wants you uh, to have life and life more abundantly. See, he said it this way. God puts... God puts um, blessing and cursing in the same context as life and death. In other words, blessing is life and the curse is death. When he says, I set before you this day both a blessing and a curse, both life and death, he says, choose life, choose the blessing. He's telling us, but again, the choice is ours. The choice is ours. The choice... In the Old Testament, the choice had to do more with obedience to the, to the law of Moses. In the, in the New Testament, there's still obedience, don't misunderstand me, but it has to do with the obedience of faith. It has to do with, with, with believing and, and receiving these things by faith. And so when we talk about the blessing being the same as life, when Jesus says, I came to give you life, right? He's talking about... Everything that pertains to that, all kinds of, uh, you know, again, the protection, the provision, all these things. Think about it for a moment. Poverty is part of the curse. Amen? Sickness, part of the curse. And if you get enough poverty, it'll kill you. Think about that for a moment now. Enough poverty will end your life. Enough sickness, again, it leads to death. Right? So when we start talking about the will of God and God's will for you to be blessed and what, what God's desire for you. But see, if, if you don't understand that he's a good, good father who, as the Bible says, takes great pleasure in giving good things to his children, this will affect um, the way you approach him. So this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Brother uh, Kenneth E. Hagin said it this way. He said, faith begins where the will of God is known. I love that. Faith begins where the will of God is known. It's, it's impossible for you to believe God for something that you don't know whether or not He wants you to have it. Or that it's His will for this to happen or take place in your life and family. But when you begin to realize, Thou shalt be saved and thy house. By His stripes you were healed. I wish above all things you prosper and be in health. And those, when you begin to realize and understand what the will of God for you as His child, as His son, daughter, offspring in the earth actually is, now notice what this does. It gives us confidence. 
The confidence that we have that we're not trying to talk him into something he doesn't want to do, but we're actually now in prayer cooperating with him to see his will done in our lives on earth as it is in heaven. So if we ask according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him. We know that we have. Now this ties in with what Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you've already received and you will receive whatever you ask. So faith doesn't wait till it sees it to believe it. Faith believes it and then sees the result. I've been talking a lot about this on Wednesday night. Okay, I'm not going to give a, another commercial for that, but please, amen. Faithmatics, 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 amen. They're on the website. We'll get you a hard copy if you need them. They're on Vimeo, video, audio, podcast, all that stuff, okay. Faith believes, right, already received, okay, believes I've already received. Remember when we talk about just the blessing in general. If you look at what's going on around you to decide whether or not you're blessed, things are going well, you'll say you're blessed. If you're facing struggles and challenges, you don't believe you are. Amen. Notice you're, you're cutting your faith legs out from under you at the time you need it the most. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go now to uh, the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. Praise God. Praise God. So do you see why, again, I'm just trying to show you in Scripture, why it is so important for us to understand, know that it's God's will for us to be blessed. Because, you know, if, praise the name of Jesus. See, a lot, this is, and, and what we're going to deal with today, this morning and this evening, is this idea that we don't deserve or we're unworthy or because of the sin that we've committed, because of the wrong that we've done, that, um, that the only thing we have to look forward to and expect is uh, things, you know, that would fall into the category of, of a curse. All right? And again, this is because people do not understand what qualifies them now to be blessed. But we're going we're gonna to nail it down today. Amen? All right, Colossians chapter 1. And let's begin in verse number 9. So, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So look at me for a moment. Do you see now why this prayer that Paul prayed consistently, constantly for the churches, that we would be filled with the knowledge of His will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He's talking about knowing the will of God in, in such a way as to be able to do and act upon and follow through on the will of God. Not just some uh, you know, theoretical understanding of it, but a, an, an understanding of it and, and the wisdom is the part, the doing part, to, to where we have enough spiritual understanding of God's will that we're able to act upon it in such a way as to experience results in our lives. So notice now how this 
applies to what we looked at in 1 John 5, to where we are so convinced and confident um, of, of exactly what it is that God wants for us and from us, amen, that it emboldens us when we pray. It, it gives us a, a, a confidence, an otherworldly confidence when we pray, that we recognize, hey, you know, if we're waiting on God where this is concerned, we're backing up. You know, if, 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 if we're thinking that, you know, we want this and, 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 and somehow God doesn't, uh, then again, we, we're, but when you know it's His will for you to be healed, when you know it's His will for you to be out of debt, when you know it's His will for your children to be saved, when you know it's His will for you to walk in freedom and righteousness, amen. See, now with that understanding being full of that knowledge, see, let, let's, praise God. Um, I don't know why I get in a hurry. I just get in a hurry. There's so many good things here. Let's, let's, let's look at it this way, all right? He's praying that they would be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Do you realize that if you're not filled with the knowledge of His will, it doesn't mean you're empty. It means you're filled with something. It, it means... <laughs> I don't, I don't try to be coarse here, but you know, he's talking about, well, she's full of it or he's full of it, right? Well, we're full of something. Amen. Right? We're full of something. And what we're full of, we're acting on. It's influencing what we do. So notice now, again, as it pertains to prayer and confidence in prayer, if, if what you're full of concerning God's will for your life is inaccurate information, if it's based upon religious traditions instead of thus saith the word of the living God, where Jesus said to the Pharisees, you do err not knowing the Scriptures and the power of God. So if you're filled with error in these things, then it's going to negatively impact how you try to operate and function in these things. Brother Donald Ballard said it this way. He said, Pastor Mark, everything I do, I do from a position of victory and thanksgiving. Everything I do, I do from a position of victory and thanksgiving. Think about what he's saying there. He's not, anything he's involved in in life, he has this perspective that he's going to win at it. He is a winner at it, right? 1 John 4, 4 doesn't say you will overcome. It says you have overcome them, little children, because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. So, that, so again, if you understand that, that Father's desire is for you to be more than a conqueror, that He always causes you to triumph, that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you, that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, right? If you understand that this is, that, that Father's, you know, this whole win some, lose some thing, that's not the kingdom. There's win some and win some more. Right? And even if it looks like I'm losing, I'm still winning. And so, again, the, the mindset, again, I love that. I, I, it's been, I don't know, a couple of years ago when he told me that. But I thought, you know, I think I'm just going to adopt that for myself. Everything I do, I do from a place of victory and thanksgiving. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And I'm victorious. And that's my, that's my mindset. That's my attitude, right? But see, a lot of folks, they're defeated before they ever get going. They're defeated before their feet ever hit the floor in the morning. They were defeated for Tuesday when they went to bed Monday night in fear and dread over the next day. 
right? No, so he says, this is the reason. Since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, and that simply means to give him the place that he deserves in your life, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Again, I offer to you that everything as important as it is in verse number 10 is impossible if you're not filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding. How can you do what pleases God if you don't know what pleases him? How can you live the kind of life that God wants you to live if you don't know what kind of life God wants you to live? You've got to be filled with the knowledge of these things. And then notice he says, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Okay? Verse 11, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now, he goes on here, praise God, uh, we'll come back to that. Let's go to verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. All right? Now, I'm offering to you that all of these verses are connected and related and all are being breathed into us and before us this morning by the Holy Spirit for a very important purpose, for a very important understanding. Even when he drops down after saying you've been qualified to be a partaker, when he emphasizes that we've been relocated into the God's kingdom and that we have received remission and the forgiveness of sins, all of that is speaking to this point and this purpose of these verses. And so let's Amen. I'm going to get too far ahead of myself. So let's, let's go back. Um, thank you, Jesus. Let's go back to verse number 12. Okay, there it is on the screen. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Okay? Who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Amen. Now, as we continue to learn about the blessing, and even when I say that, I just feel so compelled to remind you because our, we, our minds, we need to be reminded because our minds need to be renewed. And mind renewal comes through being reminded. Amen. You with me? Your, your mind can't be renewed without, without consistent reminding, reminding, okay? So let me remind you that the T-H-E blessing is different from what we call a blessing. And, and the key difference here is cause and effect, okay? We've got to get We've got to get the, the language right. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. I, was, you know, um, I took French in high school and college. I can read some French. Never got good at the conversational part, okay? And so if you were to ask me what languages I speak, I speak English, Southern English, or maybe we could say American English, okay? Um, I speak in unknown tongues. And I'm learning to become very fluent 
in faith. Amen. Becoming very fluent in faith because faith is a, has a language of its own. Amen. Now you can speak faith in Spanish. You can speak faith in Portuguese. You can speak faith in English. Amen. But it, it is its own language. Amen. And so I'm learning again to become very fluent. <laughs> I like it. In, um, in faith. Amen. Praise God. Are you still with me? And so when we speak uh, faith, it, 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 it requires, amen, some, uh, some understanding. So let's, let's go back. When we say, when we say cause and effect, um, the blessing, a blessing. See, that a lot of people think those two words mean the same. And, and in most English-speaking people, they do mean the same. But if you're going to become fluent in faith, in speaking faith, you've got to understand the difference between the, the blessing and what is referred to as a blessing. And the, and the difference here is cause and effect. The blessing is something that Father God places upon a man or a woman's life, and the blessing produces many different benefits that are often referred to as a blessing, okay? But remember, you're not blessed because you're healed. You're healed because you're blessed. This is so important. Now, and again, we need to be reminded of this. Our minds need to be renewed in this. And, and, and if we're going to uh, speak these things, we need to, we need to learn how uh, to speak faith. Amen. And, and say it correctly, Right? You with me? <laughs> Amen. Y'all, y'all, a lot of y'all here have listened to me talk for years and years and years. You know, I, I can butcher the language sometimes, English language. I mean, you know, and um, and I'm learning as I'm getting a little older. You know, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. You know, Pamela later says, "You realize you said." Um, matter of fact, that's praise God the the 18th. I didn't make that announcement, but we've got hydrate coming. Um, to uh, the Hueytown schools. And uh, if you'd like to help volunteer with that, see, uh, see Pastor John Mark, amen. Um, but I'm, I, announced, I announced that wrong Wednesday night. I didn't even know that it did. Amen. So we got to, we got to be more deliberate. We got to be more intentional. And, and because words matter, right? Words matter. And let me tell you what, when we talk about renewing our minds to these things, if every time you refer to something good in your life as a blessing. I'm not saying you're wrong for doing that, but when you say, man, that is such a blessing, go ahead and connect mentally, internally in your heart with that good thing being because of the blessing of the Lord upon your life. Do you see what I'm talking about here? So that you know, we do this enough times now, we'll, we'll be able to distinguish the difference between what's causing these good things and, and our faith in the blessing, believing that the blessing of the Lord is upon us, amen, now as these uh, different things manifest in our lives that we say, man, that's such a blessing. Got a raise, that's a blessing, right? You're not blessed because you got a raise, you got a raise because you're blessed. I'm speaking faith now. I'm speaking fluent faith to you now. You, you see what I'm talking about here? 
But again, what this does is it renews our minds. It, it makes us uh, become aware, cognizant. Amen. See, this is, this is why when Jesus taught us to pray, our Father, think about what you're saying there. Be cognizant of what you're saying there. Our Father, he didn't say, y'all pray to my dad. He said, you pray to our Father. Our Father, Jesus' dad, my dad, same dad. Hallowed be your name. Spend some time when you go into prayer hallowing his name. Reminding yourself of who he is. Reminding yourself of what he's like. Reminding yourself of his nature, his character, his identity. Amen, right? Worshiping him in that way. Praise God. See, all of this preparing you, getting you in the right frame of mind to, to call for the kingdom to come and for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are you, are you following what I'm saying here? And so the devil never wants you to have an awareness of the blessing of the Lord upon your life and family. And because that blessing, right, is operated in by faith. Notice, if you're never aware of it, how can you ever begin to operate in it by faith, right? In other words, if you don't know anything about the blessing, how can you believe you're blessed? Amen. And then, like, you know, praise God. I'm going to show it to you later. I'm not going to turn there right now. But do you know where blessing the food, it, it comes from the book of Exodus. And you know what that, that blessing involves? It involves commanding blessing upon the food. And as we partake the food, it's like if you sprinkle salt on it, or if you sprinkle pepper on it, or if you sprinkle some blessing on it. We're taking that blessing of the Lord aware of it now into us why that that he would um, protect us from sickness and that we would fulfill the length of our days which is 120 years amen see that's the blessing I mean, take your vitamins. Eat your broccoli. Amen? But put some blessing on it. Amen? But see, we like, you know, God is good, God is great, let us thank for our food. We think that's a blessing. No, no. Blessing is, is aware of this, the, the power of God, the favor of God, the, the goodness of God, the desire of God for us to prosper and be in health and, and, and for our children to be blessed and, and, and for coronavirus to run from us and, and influenza to, to not even try to even come to our house. Are you follow what I'm saying? Command the blessing. Praise God. Amen. But again, see, we don't know anything about these things. We just think, achoo, bless you. And that's what we just think that's all it is. We just think that's all it is. And who do you think's behind that? Not your creator father. That's the devil trying to minimize and trivialize and neutralize and, and water down and diminish. Very powerful, very strategic, very important things. Amen. 
Let me ask you something. You ever, now see here, I'm, this is how my mind works right now. I'm just training it, right? Have you ever tried to bless somebody? What do I mean by that? Take the power that you have to do something good for them and do something good for them. Have you ever tried to do something good for somebody that wouldn't let you do it? Yeah. That can be frustrating, can it? You're trying to help somebody, they won't let you help them. You're trying to give something to somebody, they won't let you give it to them. You're trying to buy somebody something, they won't let you buy it for them. Can you relate? Do you realize that it frustrates you? Because, again, it's that back to that, if you being good know how to give good things to your children. In other words, if you try to do something nice for somebody and they won't cooperate with you or allow you to do that, that's just a smidgen of what our Heavenly Father feels. Him trying to bless you, Him trying to help you, Him trying to do good, and, and you won't cooperate with Him. So again, this is, this is the kind of thinking that we need to understand. Not this Because this is true. This is biblical. Right? Not this whole God's indifferent, he's at best, mad at worst, you know, at least, blah, blah, all this crazy stuff that religion will tell you. No, no, no. This is why you can't please him without faith. Because it's not just the faith that pleases him, it's what he's able to do in your life because of your faith. What he's able to do through your life because of your faith. This is why faith is such a beautiful thing to our Father. Amen. Praise God. Singers and musicians, would you please come? Now, I got some really, really important stuff to tell you here. I, I didn't realize we'd run out of time. Amen. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us, not will qualify. If you've been born again, you are qualified. Come on now. You're qualified. Okay? Now, Real quick, like as they come, we said in order to understand the will of God for your life, it needs to at least begin with two fundamental questions. What does God want for me and what does God want from me? Okay? And so we've said that what He wants for you is... He wants for you to be blessed. He wants for you to be protected. He wants for you to be provided for. He wants for you, and, and again, it's a long list, just trying to, as we've said already, just give you some broad categories to understand the heart and desire of God for you. What does He want from you? He wants fellowship from you. Fellowship from you. You say, I thought he wanted obedience from me, Pastor Mark. Well, he said, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Obedience without a willing heart means nothing, means nothing to God. There's a lot of people who obey him. The people who stripped Jesus naked, beat him almost to death, and nailed him to a tree were among the most obedient, as far as the law is concerned, people who ever lived. But they didn't know God. Are you hearing me this morning? He wants fellowship. He wants fellowship from you. Sin did what? Sin separated us from our fellowship with God, disqualified us to be blessed by God, 
and qualified us to be cursed. That's what sin did. Broke the fellowship, disqualified us from the blessing, qualified us to be cursed. And none of that is Father's will. Father's will is not for you to be cursed. Father's will is not for you to be separated from Him. Okay? So how are we going to, back to cause and effect again, right? How are we going to fix this? We've got to fix the sin problem. Only way to restore the fellowship, the only way to qualify us for the blessing and disqualify us from the curse once again is if we've we got to fix the sin problem, okay? And so we're going to look at that tonight. Amen. Stand with me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You get anything out of this this morning? Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, you're good to us. Father, you're good to us. You're good to us. You said that today is the day of salvation. You're not willing that any should perish. Father, you did not create hell for human beings. You created hell for the devil and his fallen angels. And so, Father, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, that all should come to receive salvation. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Mark, I have never received for myself this priceless gift of salvation, this forgiveness that would qualify me for fellowship with God that would qualify me um, to be blessed by God. If that's you, you're here this morning and say, Pastor Mark, I've never received salvation, but today is the day for me. Today I'm going I'm to receive this gift for myself. Anybody in the room? Anybody in the room? You said, that's me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Look at me for a minute. All of you look at me for a minute. I was... Um, uh, Channel 10, PBS, not, not a station that I watch that much, but they're doing a series by Ken Burns, and he does some amazing documentaries on the history of country music. I'm not even a big country music fan, but I don't know, I just, I left it on there for a little while, and I'm so glad I did, because it was telling the story of Chris Christofferson. Come on, some of you older folks in the room. Amen. Amen. And they held nothing back, including the morning he stumbled into a church service, hung over from the night before, and met Jesus for the first time. It was a beautiful story, beautiful story. And, of course, him telling it with tears in his eyes. Of course, that's when he wrote that song, Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it all. And, you know, praise God. Amen. 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 So, Father, I feel in my heart that there's some folks here this morning that have not yet received that gift of salvation. I pray for them, Lord. I pray for them. I, I was inspired, Lord, to hear Brother Christofferson's testimony, how he had no intentions of going to church that Sunday morning, had no intentions of answering that, that pastor's call to receive Jesus, but but he did, and how it revolutionized his life. Father, I pray, Lord, that 
each and every person in this room will become more aware than we have ever been before of your blessing upon our lives. Jesus, you became a curse for us so that we could receive into our lives the blessing of Abraham. Lord, I thank you again. We believe that we're protected. We believe that you're our provider. We believe it's your will for us to prosper. We believe, Father, that you want to promote us. Lift us up. You said, Jesus, that you don't hide a candle under a basket. You put it on a pedestal so that its light can shine for many to benefit from. Father, I thank you that you are putting us on that lampstand so that others can benefit from the light that we've received. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want us to sing together before we're dismissed this morning. Appreciate your patience. Appreciate your patience. Amen.